The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello, and welcome to Cast It Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Anwar Starwin. What's going on, Anwar? What's up, Don? What's up, everybody? Our homies in the background living it up, so don't get too distracted by that. Yeah, hopefully uh, post I can uh, dull their action a little bit. But this is Cast of Strong Style being brought to you by the CSPN. You can find Cast of Strong Style on the web at CSPN.us. So, Anwar, it's been a little while since we last spoke. We last talked about the MSG card that you attended that you had so much fun at during WrestleMania weekend. And uh, now it's time to shift our focus over to Wrestling Dantaku and Best of the Super Juniors, which is rapidly approaching. But before we got there, we had to talk about a IWGP United States Championship match between Juice Robinson and Bad Luck Folly. Bad Luck Folly looks for the Bad Luck Fall, but Juice Robinson escapes and hits a left-handed guy. He heads up top and the high cross connects. Juice hits the left-handed guy again. Then Juice slams Fale. Juice follows up with the pulp friction. And Juice Robinson retains his IWGP United States Championship. I'm going to be real with you, Chief. Like in 2019, I ain't really checked for no Fale-like matches. It's a but, title match. But this match was like, Juice is one of my guys, so... I watched it, and I actually enjoyed it. It was a good match, and I mean, like, to be able to have a match with someone I don't really want to watch and actually be good, and it just shows you what the type of level of talent Juice is growing into. Sometimes I feel like um, him being U.S. champion kind of keeps him out of the fray where he could be higher up on the card, and sometimes I feel like maybe they just need to, like, get rid of that title and just to consolidate some of the talent that's being spread elsewhere because it feels like sometimes this challenges be like not up to the level of him. So that's his opinion. Chief Robinson's come a long way when you can say his challengers aren't up to the level of him. Congratulations to the artist formerly known as CJ Parker. <laughs> On this same card, the main event, Kota Ibushi faced off against Zack Sabre Jr., for the Intercontinental Championship, Zack Sabre Jr. avoids the Boombaye and cradles Kota for a two count. Abushi cuts Zack Sabre off with a head kick and he hits the last ride, and that gets a two count. Zack counters back into the octopus hole, but Abushi escapes with the GTS. The Kamagoya from Kota follows, and Zack Sabre Jr. is done. Kota Abushi retains his Intercontinental Championship. After the match, Naito arrives and he talks about Abushi's next challenger and he offers himself for the job. Abushi tells him to tranquilo and then Kota accepts the match. This match was awesome. Zach and Kota have great chemistry and 
I'm very happy that we live in a timeline where they did not go to WWE because if they went to WWE, we would not be getting such great matches from them across the globe, especially with Zach. Because Zach wrestles all over the world and has excellent matches with multiple people. So I'm very, very, very happy that they did not make that decision to go to WWE because they would have been wasting away in 205 Live, and they're just way too good for that. Um just another great entry between these two. This is it was nice to see them outside of the tournament format format wrestling versus each other for a title, and I believe we'll see them wrestle more over the years to come. And I, I really enjoyed how they can like Cody can actually wrestle like Zach's type of match, and Zach has some stuff to like counter what Coda does. It's it's they have they really are really good together in ring. I, I would like to see them. Uh, like live one day wrestling versus each other, um, and Naito coming out to, to like challenge him is like was kind of surprising, but it goes back to his overall goals to be like double champion, be the first to pull it off. So that's good like storyline based stuff. And I can't get mad at those two wrestling each other because they they have great matches versus each other. So it's just like I I kind of would like. After this match, give them time apart from each other so they can do other stuff. But it's it's it's, it's Naito and Abushi. You know you're going to get high level stuff. That's like to like that match that I saw at Garden was great. So I'm not going to sit here and complain about seeing Abushi versus Naito again. I bet they'll probably come up with some things, some wrinkles in the rematch to make it different and even unique. We move to the road to to Dantaku, the April 22nd card. We had a never open weight six-man tag team title match between Yano, Makabe, and Taguchi versus Heleku, Tangaloa, and Tamatanga. Heleku hits the flatliner on Makabe, and that gets two count. You get a belt shot by Yano on Heleku, they get the ass attack by Taguchi and Makabe hits a lariat and that gets two count. Makabe then heads up top and the King Kong knee drop finishes Heleku. So the champs hold on to their titles. After the match, the gorillas of destiny attack, but Yano, of course, steals the belts, but he leaves those ROH belts behind. Do you get a chance to see that? Or are you not wasting your time on any open weight six man type? Championship matches. I forgot all about that title match actually. So no, I skipped that one. Um, very good. Still playing off of the championship match, the tag team championship match that they had where the Gorillas of Destiny kept their titles over Yanu and uh Makabe, but you know, Yanu's still stealing the belts. Gotta have the comedy in there. Good match overall. Haleku is showing some improvement even though he took the fall in this match. So, good for him. Can't wait to see him, uh, you know, get back to the level he was getting to before his injury. Just another added member for the Bullet Club or this version of it. That's good. I, I like this version of Bullet Club than the previous version because the previous version was just like, not some real assholes. <laughs> so, now it's time to move over to Wrestling Dantaku. Night one, where we had Okada and Ishii teaming up to face 
Sonata and Evil. Sonata takes out Okada, and the magic killer follows on Ishii. Evil locks on the sharpshooter, and Ishii powers up. Evil pulls Ishii back to the center of the ring as Sonata cuts off, cuts off Okada with the skull in. Ishii, he digs deep, but he begins to fade, and Red Shoes has to stop the match, and Sonata and Evil are your winners. It kind of continues to like the overall thing where I've seen some of the matches from the tour, and it was like Evil coming out over Ishii like in the tag match, like 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 um evil beat him with like everything is evil and and also just like in this this match that you were just talking about caused him to tap out to his mentors um scorpion deathlock i mean ishii's um mentor i think ricky choshu scorpion deathlock so that's how he was doing it he was doing it scorpion deathlock to screw with ishii the whole damn tour high level stuff I preview uh, both of these men, uh, both of these teams would break off into singles matches uh, on the next night as Ishii would face off against uh, Evil and then Okada faced Sonata defending his IWGP championship. So good preview leading into those singles matches. Next up, we had my man Taichi getting his never open weight championship singles match shot against Jeff Cobb. Taichi lands some kicks in the Axe Bomber and both men are down. Taichi fires up, but Jeff Cobb cuts him off with the Lariat and the Standing Moonsault. Two of the islands is counted into a cradle for two. The ref gets distracted and the low blow and ghetto clutch gets a two count for Taichi. Taichi hits the super kick and then follows that up with Black Mephisto and Taichi is your new never open weight champion. You know what? I was like watching that match. I was really happy that I didn't get spoiled on it because I watched it like a day after and I was just happy that I got to see Taichi win it in the quality of the match. I had no like opinions in my timeline of it or whatnot. I just I just came and watched it like blank and it was another entertaining match. Ladies and gentlemen, Taichi delivers when he feels like it. <laughs> I wish you could see the he, smile he, on my face he, right now with you was, saying that. Taichi has had some of my favorite matches in New Japan this year. I this this is I'm the same guy that refused to watch Taichi in his like final best of Super Juniors like tour. Refused to watch his matches. But you now, did not watch I'm, a I'm, single I'm, one last year, did you? No, he wasn't in it last year, was uh, he? Was it two years ago? It was. I, 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 yeah, I, I know. I know that I we had I these conversations where you were like, "Holmes, I'm not wasting my time on the Taichi matches," and I'm like, "He's getting better. You should." But yeah, man, I probably go, I'm probably go back and watch Taichi's like final match versus um Liger in that tournament, and I probably watched the one with like Taichi versus like. Um, Taco, where they were just doing the best to not actually like attack each other. Like, like that's that's a match that gets referenced on one of my other favorite podcasts every once in a while because I mean it's just hilarious. So I want to see it. But um, yeah, man, it was I was surprised that Cobb just was like a transitional champion. I I kind of threw me off, and all the title changes with the never championship was weird. 
I'm kind of hoping that Taichi holds it for a couple months, and and if he holds it for a couple months, that's his automatic into G1. Because I mean, I think pretty much all the champions get invited to G1. So yeah, I, I just it was it was it was an awesome match. I, I have no complaints about it. I I was, I was I'm really high on it, and I definitely will revisit it at times because it was really good and. He had some bullshit in the match, but he at the end, he won on his own, so whatever. I have nothing else to add, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Anwar Starwin and his glowing praise for my man, Taichi. The main event for night one at Wrestling Dantaku, Dragon Lee defended his IWGP Junior Heavyweight title against Taiji Ishimori. Ishimori hits the inverted Dodon and covers for a two count. Ishimori looks to finish him, but Dragon Lee counters the bloody cross and hits a reverse Hurricane Rana, followed by a snap German. The running knee strike follows for a two count. Dragon Lee then hits the Desnecadora, and he retains his IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. You know, with that match right there, I really enjoyed it, but I, I, I like I think I need to rewatch it again because I think I will enjoy it even more. And I think I probably like it even more with Japanese commentary because I watched it with English commentary, I believe. I think the crowd was kind of like was took a time to heat up within the, for the match, but they were there at the end. And I think sometimes when the crowd doesn't give you all that, all it kind of takes away uh, about exactly how good a match is. This is why some of us just don't watch two or five live. <laughs> yeah, the crowd can definitely alter your perception of a match. Uh, I thought that this was really good. You could tell that, you know, I don't think that the Japanese crowd is always used to the juniors being the main event. So when they kind of start out with that slower pace, they kind of take their time getting into the match too, kind of like the wrestlers do. Where I guess, you know, they're kind of used to Okada having that kind of slower pace in the heavyweights. But, you know, the juniors are mostly, for the most part, the semi-main. And they come out there just to rip it up. But they really didn't take that approach in this one. They kind of, you know, got into the ripping of it up. But eventually they did. And Dragon Lee's one of my favorites. And hopefully he's holding on to the title so we can see the return of our man, Hiromu. We're gonna talk about that in later in this later in the episode. Um, yeah, man, it's just Dragon Lee's awesome. One of the best wrestlers in the world to me. Very entertaining, kind of a lunatic like a bushy at times with some of the shit he does. <laughs> but yeah, man, awesome match. This one match we 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 kind of skipped over that was awesome, but it was the junior tag team match on April the twenty sixth in the main event. It was um, Sean Yo versus the, the previous reigning like junior heavyweight champions um, Shingo and Bushi, and my God, was that their title defense match where they? It was it was a tag title defense yeah, match, yeah. And it was whoo, that match was that match was really hot, highly entertaining, and it's like me as a junior fan, it's cool to see them main event matches like cards too. It just shows the variety you don't necessarily get in other companies where it's. Just it's either heavyweight or bust. It's heavyweight singles, very rarely heavyweight singles tag teams, or like it's just it's kind of stagnant. But 
but just to see the juniors get opportunities. Like, I don't really like them stretching out all these these tours, but I get it. You're trying to generate as much capital as possible. But when you would, like, but by the, like, the benefit of this, it allows matches that normally would not be main events to get to be main events, and that's pretty cool. So, yeah, the, the, like, if you haven't watched that that April 26th tag, like, IWGP Junior Tag Team title match, I, I really recommend people go out to see that because it was really good. It's one of my favorite like tag team matches like this year. So that I'm was not trying to hype it up. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to hype it up even more, but it's just really good. Check it out. That was a match where Shingo and Sho hijacked it in the middle and made it like a singles match. It just made you want to see those two in some type of high stakes <laughs> match even more, right? Yep. They just yep, 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 yep. You're right. Yep, because I was I watched that match early one morning and uh, I'm watching it and, it and it's a good match and then all of a sudden I'm just looking at it and it just dawned on me like man you know what they've been in the ring for like eight minutes in a row <laughs> it was like <laughs> it's like they just hijacked this match yep so yeah I can't wait to see those two in the best of the super juniors whether it's in the block or it's a finals or a block final or whatever. However they come across each other, it's one-on-one. That's going to be a hell of a matchup. What I like about like Bullet Club now with them adding like another junior and they have like about, I think three juniors now, they can have mixed matches and then jump into that junior like tag team scene and like challenge for titles like with different lineups and they're all going to be really good lineups. So Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Even though Ichimori isn't like the champion, single champion of the division, he can still have an effect in in the tag division, even in the six man like tag division, because he was already in, never overweight champion. So he could do stuff with like the GOD again. So it's, it's a lot of fluidity and stuff as long as they like creativity. Before we move on tonight, two. Just let everybody know that you can find Cast a Strong Style on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. So now we're going to move on to night two of Wrestling Dantaku. And after months of vignettes, the X is finally revealed and it's El Phantasmo. Uh, this has probably been the Worst kept secret in all of New Japan for months. Everybody's been talking about El Phantasmo making his debut as the newest member of the Bullet Club. Um, he's one of the best wrestlers on the British scene coming into New Japan to team with Taji Ishimori to face Dragon Lee and Will Ospreay. The Robinson special by Osprey connects, but Phantasmo super kicks Osprey to counter the Oz cutter. And he hits a spinning TKO. El Phantasmo then hits an elevated pedigree. And that leads to the victory for Taji Ishimori and El Phantasmo. Good match. Fast paced. Of course, Dragon Lee and Will Ospreay on the same team. So much fun. And a good debut for El Phantasmo. So, can't complain about it. Good debut and like getting a victory over like Osprey is real good. Like getting that pinfall is really good momentum starter for his first like 
appearance within the company. So that's really good, too. Definitely. We had a six-man tag team match. We had Kota Ibushi teaming up with Sho and Yo versus Naito, Bushi, and Shingo. Shingo runs wild until Sho decapitates him with a lariat. Naito and Bushi follow up with double teams. We get a suicide dive by Bushi, and Naito hits the Destino for the win. After the match, Naito says that he wants his IC title match at Dominion and Kota Ibushi agrees. Yep, not surprising in the least, and I was just waiting for them to confirm it. So, yep, we're looking forward to that match. Like I said earlier, <laughs> high level six man tag team match, lots and lots of fun. Kota Ibushi, Naito, doesn't matter if they're in the ring with each other for thirty five minutes. Or three minutes and 50 seconds. Somebody's going to get dropped on their head and neck. And it's going to be more than one. Yeah, that scared the hell out of me with that shit. (laughs) Hiroshi Tanahashi arrives. The ace says that he has had elbow surgery. And that's why he's been away. He feels like he's hit the lowest of lows following his G1 win. And then he winning the IWGP title. But he says on June 5th, which is the finals of the best of the Super Juniors, that he'll be returning to the ring. Jay White and Gato, they arrive, and Jay White says Tanahashi doesn't deserve a shot at the title because Jay White is next in line, and Jay White is the real champion. Jay White attacks Tanahashi, and he beats him down, while all the while targeting the surgically repaired elbow. Jay White gets chairs, But the Young Lions make the save. Jay White says that he's next as he exits the arena. Dastardly switchblade. Like, I know you're a heel. You're supposed to say certain things. But, dog, I saw you lose, like, right in the middle of the middle of the ring. You ain't no real champion. (laughs) Stop smoking that grass with smoking. (laughs) You're not the real champion. You lost one, two, three. No controversy. You got you got smoked at the end. So calm down, chill that shit out. But everything else, I'm here for it. It's like I kind of don't really want to see Zana Hodge back in the main event. So I guess I'll be rooting for Jay White to win that. But let's revisit this after like the main event review. <laughs> Semi-main event, the match that's been building for the past month and a half. Evil, one-on-one versus Ishii. They trade strikes and both men are down. They struggle back to their feet and they trade strikes again. They both collide with headbutts and both are fading. Ishii no-sells a lariat, then he hits headbutts again, but Evil hits a half-and-half suplex. They work into counters, and Ishii hits an insecure. The lariat by Ishii follows for another great near fall. Ishii then gets Evil up for the vertical drop brain buster. It connects, and Ishii is your winner. Hey man, this will this will. I thought it was going to be a good match. I expected it to be a good match. They had like great builds. Even before the match, through the tag teams and the interactions, 
And I was just blown away by this match. I really loved this. One of my favorite matches this year. And so, yeah, man, this they got great chemistry. For me, I feel like this is um probably Evil's second best match or his best match because that's like it's between this and his G one match from G one Climax twenty seven versus Okada because it's just like this is awesome. Like highly, highly recommend go out of your way to see that that semi main event between Evil and Ishii. And I was surprised that Ishii won because I thought it was going to be Evil because Evil was kicking his ass during the tournament, like during the, like the tour. So that's what it just goes to show you. Just because you see one way, don't necessarily mean it's going to like pan out the way you expected. So that was that was a nice surprise too. So, and it also transitioned into like um, Tai Chi trying to get his get revenge for his loss versus Ishii at New Japan Cup. Like, like I would advise people to go look at that video from behind the scenes during the interviews because that's interesting. It, it's weird but cool. <laughs> like, like Tai Chi was just like, "I'm choosing you. You my challenge. I'm gonna challenge you. You my challenger. You're next up." And like, she was like, "Okay, <laughs> I haven't seen that title in a long time, but yeah." So yeah, that yeah, man, that that was good, and so. So uh, I guess evil, I, uh, yeah, evil's on the right path. I thought he was going to win and probably like challenge for like the IWGP title or something, but eh, he'll have an opportunity to do that again in the future. He's awesome. This was two Rams squaring off and running at each other at full speed. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Over and over again. Right. Just a tremendous hoss match. Uh, Slobber knocker, high impact. All of those adjectives and adverbs that you can use to describe this action. Like Anwar said, one of the best matches that Ishii's had this year. Definitely one of the best matches Evil's had in his career. So please find your way to watch that match. Very, very good. Main event time, Okada. He's defending the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Sonata. Sonata gets the skull in, but Okada counters, and Sonata counters, and Okada counters back, and Sonata escapes the tombstone, and he locks on the skull in again. Okada escapes, Sonata counters the Rainmaker, and then Sonata hits the Rainmaker for a great nearfall. Sonata follows with a rolling elbow, and Okada counters a skull in attempt into a tombstone, and he hits the Rainmaker, and Okada defends his IWGP Heavyweight Championship. It was a really good match. Um, I don't feel it was better than the New Japan Cup match or even their title defense from last year, but... At some point, I have to watch all those within a given couple of days, and I could probably have a better feeling of that. I like definitely felt the length of time on this match, and like the start of it was like it was slow build to get to their like ultimate destination, but they reached it, and it was really, really good. And I got no complaints over it. I like the overarching storytelling. Yeah, yes, Okada beats Sonata every time. But it gets harder over time for him to be Sonata, and it's getting closer and closer. Sonata had him beat at times during that match. He was really kicking his Okada's ass a lot of that match. 
So, I mean, he, he wanted to beat him with that, that moonsault, and that's what got him. It's funny how the LIJ dudes want to hit certain moves from their past to beat Okada, but then it bites them in the ass. Yeah, that's the thing I'm noticing. But yeah, I, I kind of like the fact that after the match, Okada said, I recognize you as my rival and even like extended hand. I also like, as far as cosmetics, so very goddamn thankful that like Sonata got a haircut and shaved some of that shit off his face. Because he looked like a goddamn lion. Like, if you put a lion picture next to Sonata and how he was looking, it would be the same goddamn thing. But, yeah. that was awesome I was going to ask you on some different aesthetics. Were you feeling the blue gear? Um, I mean, it was all right. He was doing something different. I mean, I kind of like blue is one of my favorite colors, so I'm not going to hate on that too much. Usually, I think he usually messes around with, like, black and gray and black and white. Or that mixture. I mean, it's cool. It's cool. Like I've seen like Sonata wear blue suits and stuff, so that ain't that surprising with me. During his post-match promo, Okada is interrupted by a video from Chris Jericho. Jericho challenges Okada to a title match at Dominion. Hey, man, I was really, really happy to see Jericho because I was getting, like, that main event scene was kind of stagnant for me. And him coming in just, like, gives it some new energy. So I was really I was really happy to see Jericho come through. So, I mean, like, when I was talking about earlier, I didn't know about, the like, how I felt about Jericho, like, I mean, Tanahashi and white, white wrestling, but like, with Jericho Okada, that's like a program that Jericho, that's, that's a match that he wanted to get before he would ultimately take a bow from New Japan. But another program that he wants is Tanahashi versus Jericho. So I was kind of thinking that. The only way I would be cool with Tanahashi getting back in the main event right now is if he did BJ White and somehow like it, it was like Jericho versus Tanahashi for like the IWGP because that would be a fresh program too, and it would be it could be it would really really be fun. So I was like, that is about like that would be really cool to see that program. That's the only way I would like. Be cool with Okada dropping the title so soon, but yeah, man. Like I'm, I'm really hyped for like Dominion more now after like the Jericho announcement. So we got two really good matches, and whoever wins the best of Super Juniors will challenge, challenge for the title at Dominion. And I got my opinions on that. So I mean, if you want to like give your give some opinions on the match or whatnot. We could move on to the best of Super Juniors talk. I thought Sonata did a great job in the match. Unfortunately, he's 0-6 against Okada. But like you said, it's getting closer and closer. Sonata is, you know, having to reach deeper and deeper to pull out these wins. I'm looking forward to Chris Jericho coming back because it'll be a different version of Okada. 
It'll be more of a brawl, more of a fight. You don't really see Okada in those type of situations. That's true. It'll be cool to see him kind of step out of his comfort zone to kind of, you know, mesh with Chris Jericho in a style that he usually is not accustomed to. So it'll be interesting to see what that kind of brings out of him. And I can't wait to see what other kind of vignettes and, you know, things that Jericho sends over because he's got nothing but free time on his hands right now. And, you know, he's going to come up with something cool and something outrageous. And uh, I'm just waiting to see what he's got cooking up in his brain. So it should be a lot of fun heading into June, uh, heading into Dominion. Uh, after he faces Omega at double or nothing. Right, right. So that's, his body going to really feel it after that, like that those two matches. But to say that you had wrestling like matches versus two of the best in the world is pretty fucking awesome, and you're considered one of the best in the world too. So yeah, man, that's those 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 are like 14 days, I believe. Yeah, two weeks yeah. or something like that, maybe. Two weeks, moves. two weeks apart. Yeah. Yeah. So, I man, I mean, that's gonna be fun. I, I got to find a place to watch like double or nothing though. I don't know what their situation is going to be like. I think I it's going to be like, on pay-per-view, pay-per-view. Uh, I don't have cable, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, something will happen between now and then. They they, they probably going to have a streamer somewhere. somewhere. It's somewhere I feel like. Probably on Fight. Some. Yeah, probably. So, I mean, I don't know how much Fight costs, but I will pay to see it because I want to see the show. They got some really good matches on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. But yeah. But yeah, okay. Um, so let's let's, let's get let's, into the best tournament of the summer. Hmm. Best of the super. Well, let's say the spring because the summer would be G one, right? So let's say the spring. Best of the super juniors. It's that time of year where the best junior heavyweights in the world face off against each other for almost a month, about three weeks. Of grueling action. So we have our A block. And in our A block we have. Taka Michinoku. Teton. Kanamaru. The returning villain. Marty Skrull. Jonathan Gresham. Sho. Shingo. Dragon Lee. Taji Ishimori. And Tiger Mask. So and what are your thoughts on block A? Repeat that again. Taka Michinoku, Teton, Kanamaru, Marty Skrull, Jonathan Gresham, Sho, Shingo, Dragon Lee, Taji Ishimori, and Tiger Mask. That's just one that's one block? That's one block, sir. Oh my god. We all know what's gonna come down to, right? I think so. So it's probably going to be Shingo versus Show to close that shit out. Can't wait. Close that, close that block finals out. Can't wait. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting to watch. I, I'm i going to go with Shingo to win that block. <laughs> I'm not going against Shingo hasn't been pinned thus far in his in New Japan tenure, so... He's going to probably lose some matches, but not too many. And I definitely see him winning that block. It's kind of crazy they put the champion in that in that block too, though. 
Looking forward to Jonathan Gresham in this A block. Oh, yeah, he's going to have a lot of really good matches. He's going to eat a lot of pinfalls, but he's going to have a lot of really good matches. Right, right. We'll move over to the B block where we have Robbie Eagles, Flip Gordon, El Desperado, Bandito, El Fantasmo, Will Ospreay, Bushi, Taguchi, Yo, and Rocky Romero. Hmm. Probably be Fantismo and um Fantismo and Osprey, probably. Right. Ishimori, is Ishimori in that block? Nope, he's in the A block. Okay, so yeah, it's it's probably gonna be Fantismo and um Osprey in the finals. And they'll probably have Osprey win, maybe. Because you don't want to have two heels versus heels in um finals, even though people will, will cheer Shingo regardless. So it's probably going to be Osprey versus Shingo, and Shingo takes it all. And then we get Dragon Lee versus Shingo. And that's going to be fine. Because if he takes out Dragon Lee, that sets up an interesting matchup between Hiromu and Shingo somewhere down the line. So <laughs> that whole intrafaction stuff, that would be fun. Now, that that could be really, really interesting. I got in my head, like I had this theory that like at some point, at some point, um at some point Shingo's gonna take over LIJ and kick Naito out of the group, and it's just gonna be some straight heel shit. Yeah, that would definitely be some straight heel shit. Wow. And then that, if you kick Naito out of the group, he's probably going to become part of the home team, but that's going to be weird, dude. But I can see, like, part of that theory is that you kick him out of LIJ, and then he starts to tag with, like, um, Ibushi. But that's just, because he used to tag back in the day, so that would be fun. So that's just a weird theory for me, so. Because you got to shake these lineups every once in a while. I can't just have the same thing. So Right. Best of the Super Juniors, it starts May the 13th, and it goes until June the 5th. So please use the hashtag cast of strong style when you watch these episodes. They'll be really easy to watch. Just, you know, fast forward to the last mm, probably about hour and a half of the show's and you'll get your four matches and you can move on about your day and it really won't take a lot of time. That's the way I've done it the past couple of years to keep up with all of the matches and uh, it's really an easy watch if you do it that way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Looking forward to the tournament. It's really interesting. It was like the junior division was looking kind of anemic but they, they did some stuff and man, having Bandito in the mix. Woo! They got they got a hell of a team like roster for this tournament. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. So please again, if you're checking it out, use the hashtag cast of strong style. So Mr. Andwar Starwin, at this time, sir, I will open it up to you for your shout outs and thank yous for this week's episode. Uh shout out to Jupiter Jill Luke. She always gets shout outs. Um shout out to What Sleep Though. 
Shout out to at Madden Lizette. And shout out to you. Shout out to um my guy James and my guy Wolf, because they really give me good stuff that they've been watching way longer than me. It's always people out there that know stuff about you, and it's all right to get information to help like fill in the blanks and stuff. And anybody else that interacts with me on there, because I enjoy you. So let's keep it having fun. I'd like to give a shout out to my co-host, Mr. Anwar Starwin. I'd like to give a shout out to Terry's boy. He's always using the hashtag Cash Strong Style. We thank you for your support. I'd like to give a shout out to everybody who listens to the Razzlecast each and every week, as well as all the podcasts here on the CSPN. Please visit CSPN.us. Visit our sponsors. Click on the tab that says keep our podcast free at the top of the page. Do some shopping with our sponsors to help keep the podcast free. And if you want to hear Anwar give his thoughts on WWE, subscribe to The Dark Match over on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. The Dark Match is full of conversations pre and post show of the cast of Strong Style, the WrestleCast. A lot of good content there. Sometimes it has to deal with wrestling. Sometimes it doesn't. It just depends on what we feel like talking about. But please check it out over on our Patreon play page. Please subscribe, become a backstage pass holder, and you have access to all of our exclusive content. So, Mr. Anwar Starwin, at this point, we've let the people know about the best of the Super Juniors wrestling Duntaku. So, there's nothing left to do but to let them know that this has been Cast of Strong Style, and I'm your host, Don DeLorente. Strong stuff.